And we're back on Inside Black and Gold, the only podcast where you can listen to my nasally voice for about 30 to 60 minutes, three times a week. Yeah, I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. And as promised, I want to dive in a lot on the Derek Carr availability today because I didn't expect to hear from Derek Carr this week. He always talks on Wednesdays, but when you're hurt, you do not have to talk to the media. So I think him choosing to speak with the media is a pretty good indicator of kind of how he's approaching this week, which is he is approaching it exactly as he would if he was healthy and preparing to play because in Derek Carr's mind, he is fully planning on playing on Sunday. It's just a question of whether his body allows him to do it. And I think Dennis Allen is more than happy to play into that because it allows him to maintain a smokescreen of, ah, we haven't decided yet. So Tampa, go ahead and prepare for both quarterbacks. Go ahead and prepare for Jameis Winston. Go ahead and prepare for Derek Carr. And whichever one's out there, good luck. You know, the, the, the funny thing is he hasn't actually presented Taysom Hill as an option. And if Sean Payton was still here, 1,000% would have been like, yeah, it might be, uh, it might be uh, Derek. It might be uh, Jameis. Hey, it might be, uh, might be Taysom. Heck, we might just run Wildcat with Alvin Kamara. Get ready for it. Um, and then it would just end up being, you know, Jameis like everyone knew. But, you know, this is kind of the, the situation you're in. And so this is, the, just, this is kind of a distillation of what Derek Carr talked about today. You know, if it was just up to me, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm playing. I'm going out today, you know. And, and you know, they, they'd probably have other words than that. So you, you got to work together. And, you know, DNA, DA and I talked, and we're on the same page. Like I said, I'm not going to – if I can't help the football team – uh, you know, I, I'm, I will never do that to our team. You know, this is about winning and it's about the team. But if I feel like I can help us win, uh, you know, I'm, and I'm confident and, you know, landing on it and all that kind of stuff, then I'll be out. How, how hard of a decision is that to make? Because obviously your nature is you, you oh, yeah. don't want to say can't go to them. Yeah, like I, I've taken a lot of pride in, you know, not missing football games no matter what, you know. And, you uh, uh, it, it's a tough pill to swallow, but at the same time, looking ahead at how long the season is and all that, you have to be smart. Um, and that's what DA and I talked about. But it, again, like I said, if I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. So I'm, I'm preparing to get ready. You know, I'm, I'm preparing to get ready to play, uh, just like Jameis is, just like Taysom. Uh, we're all preparing to get ready to do whatever our role is, uh, and hopefully it works out to where I can play. Uh, you know, but, uh, but for me. You know, we'll just keep keep it up in there for that. They ask like on the scale of like one to ten, like no pain, ten a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah. Where are you on that scale right now? Oh man, I'm not feeling any pain right now. I'm doing great. Yeah, I think what you hear there is is pretty honest, right? Like Derek Carr is not a guy who wants to miss games, right? Like he's not he is a player that doesn't get hurt really. Like he's been very durable throughout his career and he's played through injuries traditionally. He hasn't missed a ton of games. He's kind of like Drew Brees in that way. And if you go back to 2014, Drew Brees had a similar injury, an AC joint sprain. We don't know the severity of Derek Carr's because no one will tell us what grade it is. We've asked Dennis Allen multiple times. He always says, yeah, he has an AC joint sprain. What grade is it? It's an AC joint sprain. Yeah, we know, but what grade is it? Well, that's all I can say. It's an AC joint sprain. Thanks. Um, Drew's was mild, and he was able to play six days later against the Steelers on the road. He actually threw five touchdown passes that day. He did not throw a pass throughout the week, but he threw five touchdown passes in the game. And if you want to hear more about that, Drew 
Uh, Mike Triplett from New Orleans Football was able to catch up with Drew. He did a really good interview, uh, and that kind of he kind of went through. Okay, this is the the rehab. This is how you got to deal with it. Um, but you know, it's it's tough. And I asked Derek today. You know, is this? Have you ever had an injury like this to your to your throwing shoulder? He said no. You know, he's, he actually did have an AC joint sprain to his left shoulder when he was at Fresno State. So he has an idea of what that shoulder is going to feel like for however long it takes. But obviously having that injury on your throwing shoulder is a lot more significant. He actually said if the injury was to his left shoulder, he would have probably just shot up some painkillers and gone back in there. But, you know, he couldn't even lift his arm to throw. Like he was, there, there was no way he could have come back in that game. And, you know, that's, you know, you can tell like it pains, it pains Derek to, to, to have to deal with that, right? It is not something that he takes lightly. Um, and so you're going to, you're going to see it. But, you know, this, the, the question I had for, for Dennis Allen, and he's going to continue to have this smoke screen, even when they make that decision, he's not going to tell us, but I asked him, he's like, when do you need to have that decision by? Because, you know, with a lot of players, I think you can get away with saying, yeah, it's a game time decision. We're going to see how he feels Sunday morning and we're going to, we're going to get him in there. But I don't know if you can do that with the quarterback. I think when you're coming up with a game plan, you know, Jameis and Derek, they're similar. You don't change the offense that much when you're switching between them. That's kind of what teams are looking for when you have a backup quarterback. You want them to marry the style of your starting quarterback to some extent so that when they do get in there, you don't have to completely revamp your offense. You can just say, okay, this is what we're running, and you can go with it. I don't, you know, like the, the whole Jameis Derek thing, it wasn't planned like that. The idea wasn't, okay, we have Derek Carr, now which backup makes sense? It was, well, Jameis knows the system already, and now we're bringing in Derek Carr, so I guess we'll just make this work. But they're not the same quarterback. Like they don't play the same way. You you have to adjust, and I think that's why you saw this offense struggle so much in the second half of that game in Week Three. Is the offense was not prepared to play the way it needed to play with Jameis, right? And and like Jameis, I think ran the offense reasonably well. There was penalties in that second half. The, the when you go back on tape, you look at it, and it wasn't as bad as it felt when you're watching it live and the Saints can't move the ball, like, you know, they got to the 37-yard line and then the offense decided to to punt or Dennis Allen decided to punt. I still hate that decision, whatever. You know, there was a long run by Taysom Hill that would have set up a drive and there was a hold. It got called back. You know, like there was that first and 14 play that they decided instead of starting the drive to, to act as if, you know, this was a do or die moment and drop back in this seven step drop play action and then got toasted in second 22 drive over. And, you know, there was instances where you needed to you needed to adjust and play differently and they just never did. And so I, what I'm trying to get to here is if you are going to start Jameis, you have to have a game plan for what Jameis is going to do and for how you're going to play with Jameis. So you can't just create a game plan for Derek Carr and then at the last second plug Jameis into it and expect him to have success. They're not the same quarterback. They do things differently. Their 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 strengths lie in different areas. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. And this is what Dennis Allen said when I asked him that question. Is there a point in the week where you do want to have that kind of decision made or are you comfortable going 
to the weekend to Sunday? What would that? Well, I think I think there's a point um, where we where we got to you know kind of make a decision, but um, we're not at that point right now. It's it's a situation where you kind of let the, you kind of let it play out throughout the week, um, and then come Sunday we'll 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 have a good plan in place in terms of what we're going to do. So yeah, I mean again. He's not going to tell us. He's not going to be like, well, this is the quarterback. They're going to drag it out till Sunday, I imagine, or at least until Friday when you get the game day designations. And I think there's a chance they rule Derek Carr out. But more likely, you're going to have him questionable. So, and, and why wouldn't you, right? Like, that's one of the things that everyone kind of gave Sean Payton a hard time about. But in the end, it's like you only have so many advantages that you can work to your benefit as it pertains to availability, <laughs> right? And it, and while I don't think the Bucks are going to be sitting there being like, well, they let Derek Carr talk on Wednesday. He must be, he must, he must be the guy, right? Like they must be prote- like preparing to play him. You can't not consider that. Like you can't only prepare for Jameis. And the only way you can is if the Saints tip their hand. So, you know, as annoying as it is, as someone who just wants to know, uh, I understand why, there's this smoke screen uh, around it. And it is it is interesting. And, you know, DA is talking about Derek Carr saying, okay, he, he feels better now than he did on Monday, than he did on Tuesday. And that's great, you know, but I, I'm more worried about that Patriots game. I want Derek Carr to be ready for that Patriots game. And the reason is, you know, if this was a situation where you had an all-pro def- offensive line, right, where where you had Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek playing like Ryan Ramchek and Max Unger and and Andres Pete a couple of years ago, and you know, if you if you had that group and you're like, well, we can protect him, we can we can scheme it up, we can get the ball out of his hand quickly, and we can make sure that he's not taking any big hits. I don't have faith that that can happen. Uh, and we asked Derek Carr about the protection today. And, you know, we got the answer that you, you might expect, but, but here it is. You know, that, and it goes hand in hand, right? <clears throat> On that play too. I, in fact, I held it a little long too. I could have checked it down below the sticks, but you know, me, um, Especially on that down in distance, I was trying to wait for something, you know. And if I get hit in that situation, I was like, ah, oh, that's on me, you know. Um, but there's there's things that we can all do better. And I think I, one thing I know is that we're going to work to correct it because we have the right kind of people. Uh, does that mean it's going to be an immediate fix? I don't know. I hope so. You know, I think they hope so too. Uh, but it's just an area for us right now that, you know, we're trying to improve on. And hopefully we do, uh, you know, for this game. You got to plan for the idea that he's going to take hits. And, you know, we, we talked to Dr. David Elias and one thing that he made clear is like, this is not an injury that you're going to worsen by playing. Like if you're, if, if you're dealing with any soreness, any issues with that shoulder, throwing a football is not going to worsen it in the sense that if you are healthy enough to play and you're not going to, you know, you're not going to exacerbate the injury any further simply by playing and they're going to put pads on it. They're going to make sure that he's taking the least impact possible on that shoulder. But again, the, we've seen the offensive line. Anyone who's watched the Saints is aware that the offensive line is on the struggle bus. And so in that sense, like you can't just look at it and be like, well, we're going we're gonna to go on faith that he's not going to take any more big hits to that shoulder because you haven't been able to protect him when you didn't feel like he was a wounded animal in there. How are you going to do it when the defense knows that and they know one good hit, he's out of the game. This The Bucks are more than capable of putting pressure on the quarterback. So are you going to have to come up with a scheme that limits what you can do with him offensively just to avoid those hits? 
And if you're doing that, then you might as well not have him in there. So that's kind of where I land on it. I think this team is going to play it safe. They are aware that this could have been a lot worse, right? Like when he came off the field, even he admits he was fearing the worst. And I don't, of course you would. I mean, he did, he, he looked rough, you know, and he, like he said, he couldn't lift his arm. And so you're thinking broken collarbone. You're thinking, we have to figure out how to win with Jameis the rest of the way. You caught a lucky break in that he didn't catch a break. And that means that he's potentially on the field this week. But are you really going to push your own luck when you have Jameis here for a reason? It's honestly not dissimilar to what you saw last year where Jameis Winston you know, had the back injury coming out of Atlanta. And you signed Andy Dalton. You brought Andy Dalton in because you were like, we want a premium backup. We want a guy who we can trust to put in and not be like, well, this guy's hurt, but he's going to play through it because we don't trust that guy, right? Like, who was Drew Brees' backup in 2014? Can anyone name him? Was it Luke McCown? I can guarantee you it wasn't someone that you felt confident could go in there and win a game. So that's where I think, you know, one of the things I was most critical of DA about in that last game, the the blown lead to the Panther I'm sorry to the Packers was you made so many of the same decisions that I felt like led to you blowing the lead against the Bucks in week 13 and and the example that I look at is the fourth and fo- one on the 42 or whatever it was in Tampa and you punted here it was third and six at the 37 instead of trying to field goal you punted and and that type of decision making is what allowed you to lose the exact same game twice in in less than a year and so are you going to make the exact same decision that cost Jameis Winston his season last year by putting Derek Carr out there as a kind of a wounded animal and hoping for the best or are you going to start the backup quarterback that you have here specifically for that reason and uh, I think it would be foolish for them to put Derek out there, you know, as and and I think it's going to be a tough sell to Derek um, to keep him out. But you know, th- sometimes you got to protect players from themselves, and that's it's kind of where I'm at with it. Either way, you know, the tone that Derek is striking, the 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 situation you're in now, you know, you you have to feel at least somewhat confident in terms of man. If you go out there, even with Jameis, like I get it. You want to start Derek. You want you want to keep your starting quarterback intact. I think you can go out there with Jameis and win that game. And if you do, if you can, in in the way you were not able to last year in a game that you probably should have won in week two, uh, you are sitting pretty in the NFC South. You would be three and one. You would be in first place, I believe, because you would be two and zero, oh, and the Falcons would be one and zero oh in the division. And I think just from a tiebreaker perspective, that would get you the job done. Even if Falcons win, the Falcons could lose the entire NFC South loss last week. So you know, I think. I just don't want to see this team repeat history and make the same dumb mistakes year after year after year. And so we'll see. But that's going to wrap up this episode of Inside Black and Gold. We went through some injuries. We went through the Derek Carr press conference. We went through my expectations. And we're going to come back for an episode that posts Friday morning with some more specific breakdowns of what I expect to see in that Bucks matchup. You know, what Alvin Kamara's return can do for this offense, that sort of thing. We're going to try to have a guest that breaks down, you know, what Tampa's looking at, what they've looked like so far, what the Baker Mayfield experience has been like. So stay tuned for that later in the week. Again, I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that. If you don't follow us on Twitter, 
do that at saints underscore pod we're on youtube at wwl sports we do some fun stuff on there uh so so check that out we'll be hopefully doing a live chat after sunday's game and hopefully it'll be a happy live chat because the saints have won they're three and one and we can get excited about it again uh because i just want to stop talking about that Packers game as soon as humanly possible but all right thanks everyone for listening who dat go saints be easy y'all peace